One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. Hey, welcome back, Wisdom Field Warriors. Today I'm going to talk about uh, the power of revelation and specifically uh, revelation as the means by which Jesus Christ makes you supernatural, right? Paul, Paul prayed that you would be granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Ephesians 1. And um, as I've said before, that's a prayer that I prayed for years. I still pray that prayer. I ask for revelation. Um, and uh, and the reality is we are to live in a world of revelation, okay? So when you talk about revelation, revelation is something that you cannot create on your own. It's not anything that uh, you can actually just talk about what Scripture says, okay? Revelation is actually flowing in the river, right? Jesus stood up at the end of the feast in John 7 and said, if you drink from Christ, the revelator, the one who reveals heaven on earth, you then have the the living water flowing out of your belly, right? You become something that you could never make yourself on your own. Okay, and that's the difference between self-defined religion. I don't care if you have a cross in your front door and you're talking about scripture, the the difference and and what makes you Christ-like is you are in Christ revealing heaven on earth, right? You are the one that Christ has chosen, that he has put heaven in your hand, right? The kingdom of heaven is in your hand. That's what that's what Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is in your hand. And so as, as the revelation of Christ is upon you, you reveal heaven on earth. And that's where the supernatural comes, okay? And so I want to talk today about two levels of prayer. Um, we're going to talk today about principle, praying out of principle and seeking revelation uh, versus functioning in the depths of, of revelation, which is how Jesus did it, okay? Um, and so, you know, before we jump into these two levels of prayer, um, I think it's really important that you recognize that uh powerlessness versus the kingdom, right? The kingdom is demonstrated. It's not simply talked about. Jesus didn't go around um, preaching sermon after sermon, right? There, there's, you got the Sermon on the Mount. There's, there's a couple scenarios where he talked about the presence of the Holy Ghost and the power of the nature of God, right? And how people would be transformed, right? You, you're able to love, you're able to be kind, you're able to do things. Those are the Beatitudes that he talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but 90% of the time, Jesus didn't go around just preaching a sermon. Jesus spent 90 plus percent of his time releasing heaven on earth, okay? And if you are in Christ, you are functioning in the power of how Jesus did it, which is revelation, releasing what the Lord is saying right now, right? Um, you know, Jesus confronted misrepresentation versus powerless in different ways, okay? Powerlessness is something that he had mercy for. People had the right heart, but they, they were not releasing heaven, right? And a perfect example of that is um, the disciples who were trying to cast the demon out of the boy in in uh, Mark chapter 9. Um, Jesus said to them, you could not cast out this demon. You couldn't do the supernatural because it requires prayer and fasting, okay? Prayer and fasting is the connection piece. It's the connection to the heart of the Holy Ghost. Okay, um, he confronted misrepresentation in a completely different way. Misrepresentation um, is, you know, when, the perfect example of that is whenever, whenever Jesus was um, confronting the Pharisees, 
Um, you know, the Pharisees were using scripture to their advantage. They were actually heaping, um, you know, weight. They were they were heaping requirements upon the people. They were twisting scriptures, saying, you know, if if you don't tithe, you're going to die. If, um, you know, they they required them on the Sabbath to do specific things, and and you know, when Jesus was performing a miracle with the crippled guy, Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Right? The Pharisees didn't look at the miracle; they looked at the guy breaking the rules. They said, you're not allowed to carry your mat on the sabbath day um and that's that's a if, if you are in that environment you are in a scenario where you are having conditions heaped on you instead of being focused on the miracle and the supernatural presence of the lord because wherever the presence of god is and he is speaking there will be miracles, right? The darkness is driven out. Um, the broken are healed. The, you know, prophecy, gifts of the spirit, um, all the supernatural intent of the Lord is revealed to those who set their heart on hearing the Lord, right? Having dreams and visions and, and knowing the voice of God and releasing the power of heaven on earth. Instead of people trying to attain a religious format, a religious you know, picture of what do I have to do to achieve? Jesus was never worried about achieving because at the end of the day, man can't achieve, right? That's the, that's the point of understanding the Old Testament versus the New Testament. And even covenant, you know, the Lord gave them the law because they could not or would not ascend the mountain of the Lord to meet him face to face. So he gives Moses the law, right? The, the Ten Commandments. And at the end of the Old Covenant, the revelation is that man cannot achieve the Old Covenant. They cannot achieve the conditions of the Ten Commandments. Only one, and that's Christ. And that's why you worship him as your Lord and Savior. Because Jesus walked um, as God and man on earth, right? So he, he walked um, conquering sin, right? He went to the cross sinless so that you could have access into the heavenly realms so that you could be baptized in the Holy Ghost, hearing the voice of the Lord and doing the supernatural, right? And the Pharisee, the Pharisee didn't have one anything to do with that. So he actually, he called them hogs, dogs, snakes, right? Dead men's bones. Um, and so he confronted powerlessness a lot differently than he did um, people who wanted to do the right thing, but were bound in religion because of powerless leaders that they sat under, okay? And Jesus Jesus wasn't really concerned because, because he can actually take a heart and transform a heart that is desperate for him into a supernatural one, right? And he does it through prayer and fasting, okay? And so we're going to talk about that here a little bit today because, you know, it's, it's important that we kind of recognize where we're at and what what our level of revelation is, okay? Um, you know, I run into a lot of different scenarios when I when I go places, when I go into different churches and different things, and there's always a gauge. There's there's always, um, uh, you know, there's something I need to understand as I'm trying to figure out what the the current limitation is, because at the end of the day, um, leadership sets the limitation. And typically, people who are seeking underneath in the lower levels of the church, those people who, who seek and go beyond the religious limits of the leadership often are identified as outcasts. They're, they're identified as ones who are trying to usurp authority. And, and that the, the way leadership responds will reveal leadership because if they embrace revelation, and uh, for example, if a person uh, seeks the Lord and signs and wonders start happening around that person, um, if the leadership is fully embracing the supernatural, they, they will welcome those people who are flowing in the supernatural. If, if the leadership is trying to define and control their congregation, they will squelch um, those people, okay, they will, they will, out of their jealousy, they will um, 
reposition those people, identifying them as doing something wrong, not not uh, you know not attaining the conditions, whatever it is, so that they would maintain their position. Okay, and that's that's really not the rule of leadership. Um, the rule of leadership is actually because you understand the supernatural and the presence of the Lord that you want your whole congregation to be um, uh, saturated in the presence of the Lord. Everybody's hearing God, and the supernatural is is the way of life. The kingdom truly is at hand in that church, right? And so, you know, in, in today's modern Christian, Christianity, powerlessness is rampant. Um, just because just because a church talks about Jesus doesn't mean they are preaching kingdom because Jesus said, if you are in the kingdom, if you are in Christ, if you are truly baptized in Christ, which is the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom is in your hand, which means the kingdom should be demonstrated where you go. Okay, so Paul said it this way when he was speaking to the church at Corinth. Okay, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills. This is, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. He says, I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. Do you guys get that? The kingdom, the evidence of you in the kingdom is you are flowing in the power of the Holy Ghost. He, he, what Paul is saying here is, I don't care if you sound religious. I don't care if you can quote, uh, you know, the book of uh, Isaiah. I don't care if you can quote whatever book. I don't care. I don't care if you sound articulate. I don't care if you um, make yourself the best presenter of all time. I don't care because your words don't mean nothing without the evidence of signs, wonders, miracles, prophecy, casting out devils, healing the sick. The kingdom is demonstrated. Okay, and Jesus, Jesus said that when the power of the Holy Ghost upon, comes upon you, you will go into the world, preach the gospel, cast out devils. The supernatural power of heaven, the kingdom, would be in your hand. Okay, and so you know, I, I always tell people, take inventory of where you sit. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how long the organization has been in play. If all they do is talk about it and they don't demonstrate it, guess what? Paul's coming to your church to tell you you're puffed up. Paul's telling you, come, coming to you and saying, you have no idea about the kingdom. You, you talk about Christianity. You talk about this Jesus, but there's no evidence that Jesus is with you. Because if Jesus is with you, the kingdom is in your hand. Literally, miracles happen. The, the, the demons are cast out, right? People are equipped with the gifts of the Spirit. People are running around the church saying, I had a dream. I had a vision. I had a dream. I had a vision. There's people positioned throughout the whole congregation in small groups and outreach ministries and all these different functions where the power is continually demonstrated on the streets and signs and wonders. That is what a healthy uh, kingdom church is, Is okay? Be and, and so here's the deal, guys. Um, we have to uh, grasp uh, the levels of revelation. We have to flow in revelation because Jesus Christ in Revelation 19.10, it says Jesus Christ's revealing to John. He says uh, that, that uh, Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Okay. Revelation 19.10. Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is the voice of God present with us, right? That's what, that's what prophecy is. And the evidence of the voice of God with you is miracles, signs, and wonders. You should not, miracles, signs, and wonders should not be uh, something that you, you, you wish you had. 
Okay, if, if you don't flow in the supernatural, we have to get you saved. Okay, we have to get you into the kingdom. We have to get you baptized into Christ. Because if you are baptized into Christ, revelation, the river of re revelation, Jesus said, would flow out of your bellies. And so the question is, what are you drinking from? What well are you drinking from? Are you drinking from the new, the new covenant, which is Christ's presence speaking through you, to you, and through you? Or are you speaking out of the old covenant, which is a group of people who talk about the coming Messiah, but don't walk in the power of the Messiah present? Okay? Was the Messiah present in your life? Okay, so so I, I, I want to talk about flowing in the supernatural um, through revelation and the expectation that the gifts of the Spirit and the revelation of Christ should should be a routine daily thing. There should be visions, dreams, encounters all the time in your life. That's the evidence of Jesus' presence. The spirit of prophecy is revealed through those who love him who know him, who encounter him re r routinely in prayer, okay? And I know that, hey, man, I'm, you've got, some of you might be angry at me right now, but you know what? I'd rather you hear it from me now than at the end of Judgment Day, when Judgment Day comes, and you may, uh, you may hear him say, depart from me, I do not know you, okay? Those are, those are scary words for me. That blood would be on my hand. Because at the, at the end of the day, guys, Jesus desires for you to know him face to face now. Okay? It's a dead religious mindset to um, try to get to heaven when you die instead of encountering heaven now and releasing heaven on earth. Because the concept of being saved is to have the righteousness of Christ, the blood of Jesus upon you, washing you clean, and he breaks down the middle wall of separation, which means you have access into the throne room right now, right? You have access to hear the voice of God right now. And there's no worry, there's no concern about, oh my gosh, I hope Jesus never says to me, um, depart from me, I do not know you, because if you are in prayer on a daily basis now, and he is speaking to you in visions, guess what? You know him. You're asking questions, and he shows up in your life. He reveals, right? He's re revealing heaven on earth to you, through you, upon you, all around you, okay? And so if you know him now, you're good, right? If you are having, if you are flowing in the presence of the Lord, you are equipped and the kingdom of the Holy Ghost is is upon you, flowing out of you. Okay, if you're not, then we got to get we got we we have to get you um, baptized, immersed in the Holy Ghost. That's the job of the Holy Ghost is to make you supernatural. Okay, to make you um, able to encounter the Father, because when you encounter the Father. Um, that's how that's how Jesus did it, okay? And how Jesus flowed in the supernatural was continual relationship with the Father, okay? In John five nineteen, you guys have heard me beat on this scripture for a couple years now with you. John five nineteen, Jesus reveals revelation. He reveals how he flowed. Okay, John 5, 19, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, I only do what I see my father doing, meaning that his daily picture was revealed to him. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Who am I going to talk to? Right. Where am I taking the disciples today? What miracles am I going to work? What signs am I going to see? Who am I going to prophesy to? Who am I going to cast out devils? Right. Revelation. The spirit of revelation is the ultimate gift of Christ because that is what Jesus, that is what made Jesus supernatural. And that is what confounded the Pharisees because they worship scripture, but they had no revelation. They, they twisted scripture because they had no revelation, right? They literally twisted the scripture for their own glory instead of glorifying Christ. You know why? Because they had no revelation. So I want to talk to you about two levels of revelation today, okay? Uh, revelation is something that should not be, you know, 
you know, a thing that is far, far away from us, far gone from us, or something we've never experienced, we all should have revelation. If the presence of God is upon you, which is why Jesus died, okay, Jesus died on that cross, um, partly to take your sin to the grave, but more importantly, to reconnect you to the Father. Because Satan stole you, stole you out of the the spirit realm, so to speak. He stole, he literally came, deceived Adam and Eve, and he stole mankind out of the realm of the spirit. Think of it that way. Jesus came, goes to the cross. The man who knew no sin became sin to break down the middle wall of separation, taking sin to the grave. And giving you access into the realm of glory, which is Je which is the Father through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, Amen. And so, the power that Jesus wants us all to flow in is revelation. We are we are to have one on one conversations every day of our our life. We are to have dreams and visions. We are to be sensitive to the unction of the Holy Spirit, knowing He is for us and not against us, right? And so I want to I want to just spend a, a few minutes here just talking about two levels of revelation. Okay, um, the first level is actually a concept of petition petitioning the Lord because you have a revelation of a spiritual concept. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this parable to you. This is uh, uh, the parable of the persistent widow. Okay. It says, Then um, he spoke to them in a parable that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And the judge would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, right? This widow is relentless in her need, relentless with asking the judge, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, Will he really find faith on the earth? Okay. Now there's a couple key elements here. Um, when 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 Jesus says men ought to pray and not lose heart, Jesus is revealing um, a key element regarding the nature of the Father. Okay. What is the nature of the Father? That his promises are real, and if you really believe that he is going to um, grant his sons and daughters on the earth supernatural um, ways out of tough and bad problems, deliverances, healings, right? Financial blessings. If you really believe that, you will petition him. Okay, you will petition him. And and this goes. This this is this is where I want to I want to emphasize. If you understand biblical principle. Even if you don't have visions and dreams yet, but you have an understanding of a biblical principle, you know, for, exa for example, um, if, if, well, let me, let me back up a second. If you have understanding of a biblical principle, you have the ability to petition the Father that he will grant and he will hear your prayer and grant your petition. Okay, so Jesus is actually using this example that even when this um, mean, angry, um, un-Christ-like judge hears the woman, because the woman is relentless in her prayer, right? Jesus is using this as an example is how much more do you think the Father will respond to you because he loves you, right? 
The Father sent Jesus because he loved the world. Or not to condemn the world. Jesus came because the Father loves the world. Okay? And he who knew no sin became sin so that you could have access and receive all of the blessing that the Father desires to give you. And so if you understand a scriptural principle um, and you petition and petition and petition without losing heart, the promise is you will see. Okay, when I ask people about their prayer life, number one, there's there's a couple couple responses I always get. Number one is they don't pray, which blows my mind how people can say they're Christians and go sit in a church several times a month on Sundays and still in their heart believe they're Christians, but they have zero, absolute zero, zero, zero prayer life. And those that do pray um, have what I would call a whiny prayer life. Um, please help. Um, I'm, um, da, 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 you know, what, what I, what I call not praying out of expectation and faith, but praying out of, I'm going to die. Right. Okay. And I understand we, we all are in, we all live on the earth, baby. We, we all have tough situations that we have to work through, but faith, faith sounds different. Faith has an expectation that if my God hears me, he will avenge me, okay? He will, I am his elect one. My God, my Father in heaven will avenge me, okay? So he summons the people to endure in prayer, okay? My encouragement to you is to endure in prayer, fueled by knowing that if you peti petition him, he will respond to you. Some people, it takes hours, some days, some weeks, some years, some even decades. But do not lose heart. Do not lose heart, okay? This is one level of faith. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example of this um, because it's it's very important that you, that you understand that the Lord's intent is that you would flow in revelation, okay? Revelation, if you actually have a revelation that the Father promised, let, let's take Joel chapter 2, right? Joel chapter 2, verse 22, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. The promise to us is that he would restore the years that the locusts have stolen. He would equip you. He would make you mighty men. He would make you supernatural, right? And it, it culminates in verse 28, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You will dream dreams and have visions, right? You will have insight, direct connection to the Lord. Amen. You will you actually hear from him, okay? But if you believe even the beginning part that says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have stolen, and you are in a messed up situation, baby. You come from generations of alcoholics, um, you know, people in the occult, uh, people in different religions, idolatry. You come, you come from a family where maybe your, your mother uh, worked the streets. Um, your, drug, your dad was, a, was, was you know, a, a lifetime prisoner, abandoned, abandoned his kids. I mean, whatever junk you come out of, right? We all have junk. We all have junk. But at the end of the day, if you believe and petition the Lord that the Lord is going to restore you, right? And you beat on his door, you beat on his door. You say, Lord, you said you will restore. Guess what? He has to. He, he cannot resist. The Lord, the Bible says that I, I will not let my word return void. I will not, um, I, it, it's not in the Father's nature to not respond to you, Okay. And so I'm going to give you an example here. Um, my son uh, is in, my son's 19. Um, he's in uh, school of supernatural ministry. Um, and he had an assignment. The assignment was to go ask the Lord um, what the Lord wanted to talk to them about for the day, which I, I love this assignment, right? I mean, we all can, can function in this assignment. Lord, what do you want to talk to me about today? What do you want to reveal to me? And so my son tells me this crazy story. He literally called me two days ago and, and this happened. Okay. And um, he says, Dad, so I went and uh, I started to pray. 
Um, and I asked, I started asking the Lord, and the Lord, the Lord took. He says the Lord took me to Mark chapter eight, and started talking to me about um, Jesus multiplying the food. He says so. I read, the, I read the scripture. I started asking the Lord more questions. I'm praying, and He goes, I'm just like, wow, like that, like what are you gonna do, right? What, what's gonna happen? And He says, He says that uh, him and his roommates had to had to go to the Walmart um and walk into Walmart and uh they kind of split up and he went and he was grabbing some stuff and he was in the produce aisle and he said this really old lady um like in her in her uh, late eighties she was uh in the produce area she collapsed and she fell to the ground and Cole my my son was the first one there. He, he saw her Right. So he runs over. Um, he's helping her. He's he's, you know, asking her, you know, she's OK. Um, he's he's, you know, yelling for help for, you know, people, the people that work there. Um, eventually, you know, he he's holding her head. He says, uh, you know, she's catching her breath and they don't know exactly what happened, but she basically she was fully conscious. They get her onto her feet and within a few minutes. She's okay, okay? And so my uh you know, she was really appreciative of, of how my son helped her and um she said that uh you know she saw my son with some groceries and she says, Oh, I'm gonna pay for your groceries and my son was like, No, you don't you don't have to do that. You you don't have to do that. And so um she insists, she takes him into the into the line and pays for his groceries and after um you know, he pay, she pays for his groceries. Um, you know, he asks her if she needs help. He wants to, he takes, he, he makes sure she gets all of her stuff into her car. Um, and as, uh, you know, everything gets loaded into this, this elderly woman's car, she hands my son some money. And my son says, no, you don't, you don't have to do that. You, you know, it, it's okay. And she insisted. So she hands my son, a, uh, um, it ended up being $13. It was a, a 10 and three ones. Okay. And so my son, you know, my son, you know, comes back into the store because his buddies were still in there. Um, he tells them what happened and, uh, you know, a couple things, couple things happen. They, everybody gets their groceries. They, they go out to their car, they load everything in the car. And my, uh, uh, my son and his roommates, um, they saw this, this homeless woman in the parking lot. So they get back out of the car, they walk over to her. And, um, my son, you know, decides that he is going to give, uh, you know, some of this money. And so he counts, he counts the money that the elderly woman gave her it was a 10 and three ones right and uh he asked the the lady what she needs uh he asked the the homeless woman what she needs um she gives him a few things so he goes into the store he goes back into walmart he buys her some groceries uh comes back out hands her the groceries <laughs> he he reaches in his pocket to uh you know, because there was some change left, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a bigger wad of cash than the elderly woman initially gave him. Okay, and he he looks at it and he's dumbfounded. Him and his friends are like, like, oh my gosh! And so he starts to count the money, and this stack of money, um, it now it now has. Uh, $58. It has uh, five 10s, five a 5, um, and three 1s. Okay? And he had used the money to actually buy the homeless woman. <laughs> this blows my mind. I mean, he, he used the money to buy the homeless woman food, and he ends up with five times more money in his pocket than the elder lady gave him that he didn't even ask for. Okay, he was just going to help the elderly lady. He then ends up trying to help a homeless woman and using the money that the elderly lady gave him 
and he ends up with five times more money in his pocket than what the elderly lady gave him. And and so anyway, I mean, you get the picture. Like uh, <laughs> he's calling me. He's in shock. He's like, and then Dad, he goes, he goes all five of the ten dollar bills. You know how they have that that uh, code, that marking on them. Um, he goes, they all started out with MK8. And he goes, you're not going to believe it, but it all goes back to Mark chapter 8. And so the Lord spoke to him so deeply in what the Lord wanted to reveal to him through Scripture, okay, that he actually demonstrated he didn't just he didn't just talk to him about a principle. The kingdom was demonstrated to my son. And as it was demonstrated to my son, guess what? Now my son believes in in a way that no sitting in a sitting in a in a congregation listening to a guy talk about the ability to multiply. Nothing can compare to an impartation that only Jesus Christ could give. When my son asks a question, what do you want to teach me today, Lord? And he, take, he takes my son to Mark chapter 8 and the sequence of being given $13, helping an elderly lady, helping a homeless lady, and then ending up with $58 in his pocket, right? I mean, how, how's that happen? Okay, but I'm I'm tell, I'm giving you that example um, as as something that you know a spiritual principle becomes real. It, it the, the scripture becomes real when you start asking the Lord to reveal the scripture to you. Okay, First Corinthians chapter um, chapter uh, two. Uh, I'm sorry, First Corinthians chapter uh, one and two talks about only the Spirit of God can reveal the Scriptures, the true meaning of the Scriptures, the true meaning of the kingdom. Okay, so there's two different levels here I want to focus on. The Scripture itself can teach you by the Holy Ghost. Okay, a man cannot teach himself. Okay, go read chapter, uh, go read 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2. Okay, read it the whole way through like five times. Two chapters, because at the end of the day, it is revealed in Scripture that only through the Holy Ghost can the real um, revelation of the Scripture, can the Scripture become real to you? Can it become known by you? Can, can you demonstrate the kingdom um, by uh, becoming one with the Scripture? Okay, you get the point, right? So the, the key here, guys, is that that uh, you don't just read the Bible to read the Bible. You're actually re learning about the nature of the Father, and you should be petitioning the Lord like the elderly woman who would not relent in asking the judge, knowing that the promise of God is that he will avenge his elect. He will avenge his elect. Okay, that to me is an amazing uh, is an amazing scripture in in. Um, Verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out to him day and night, though he bears long with them? Amen. So revelation um, should, should come through Scripture by the Holy Ghost. Only the Holy Ghost can, can reveal, can bring revelation into your life, okay, so of, about the Scripture. Um, and and then I I want to I want to talk I want to kind of finish up today talking about uh really the highest level of prayer okay the highest level of prayer um really comes um by learning how to pray the way Jesus prayed okay uh I referenced earlier John 5:19 when Jesus when Jesus was in debate with the Pharisees they were astonished how demons were cast out everywhere he went, how um, how the prophetic, how how healing um, happened everywhere he went, how the people were made new. Um, and, and Jesus revealed in John 5, 19, I only do what I see my Father doing. What Jesus is talking about here is I live by revelation. I live by a degree of revelation that is beyond Scripture, okay? So there, there's, a, there's what I would call the entry 
level of revelation that is that is the Lord uses scripture to reveal himself okay but then as you mature the spirit of revelation Jesus reveals I only do what I see right so there's a spirit of seeing right visions and dreams which is the ultimate goal of the outpour of the Holy Ghost and that when we begin to mature in the spirit um, we live by the same revelation that Jesus demonstrated while he was on earth, right? Jesus said, you will do greater works than me. You will, um, you will do signs and wonders that are beyond what I did. That's shocking to me. Okay. But if you, if you grasp, if you grasp what Jesus was saying, um, was that the, when the masses embrace revelation, nothing can stop the outpour of the Holy Ghost on the earth. What's stopping the outpour of the Holy Ghost on earth is you. It's, 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 it is those who don't believe. Because if you believe, if you learn to pray the way Jesus said to pray, then revelation will flow out of your belly like living water. It will be the water that brings um, the desert of the world it will bring the world water, okay? And that's the promise that Jesus gave. Just as Jesus went into the world and did the supernatural, um, he said, so shall we, okay? The Pharisee refused it. The Pharisee um, said, no way, I'm, I, I don't understand that. I don't, I'm not doing that. They knew how to worship scripture, which made them dead men, right? Jesus called them dead men. They simply worshiped scripture by themselves and made it their God. And Jesus said, you are whitewashed tombs. You are sepulchers. You are of your father, the devil, right? Jesus revealed, I don't live by self-defining scripture. He says, I live by revelation. John five nineteen. I only do what I see my father doing. And so, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus um, went into the world and did the supernatural, um, the supernatural vision of God is, is, you know, what we should all expect. And it's a, really a product of your supernatural prayer language, right? I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about this and why the Lord gives you the gift of tongues. Um, the gift of tongues um, are, are, they're necessary, guys. Tongues is the heart cry, okay? Tongues is a, is a heart cry. Um, in Zephaniah chapter 3, and uh, I'm sorry, in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, it says that the Lord will awaken his army, that they may cry out in one accord, that he will give them a language that uh, allows them to cry out, okay? That language, guys, um, a unified army crying out together, can you picture a whole church coming together to pray in the Holy Ghost? Can, can you get the picture of what, what a church that all flows in the Holy Ghost is supposed to look like? Right? The world cannot stop you because you live in revelation. You know how to pray. You know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. You know how to get revelation. You know how to set your heart and wait on the Lord to reveal to you what he wants to reveal to you in dreams and visions. And guess what? The details that he gives in dreams and visions, it, that's, what, that's what prophecy, words of knowledge, healing, right? Deliverance, discernment, right? And I've given example after example in this series with you guys of, you know, I stand in front of a person and the Lord shows me a serpent wrapped around their heart, um, show, shows me a bat, um, you know, sucking the blood out of someone's neck. What's the Lord, what's the Lord doing? He's telling me that there is a spirit that is that is sucking the life out of this person, right? And I'm, I'm telling you that in general terms. Um, and he's assigning me to get out, to remove it, to, to get this person free of that junk, right? I mean, other other examples I've, I've given you, right? The dream, like, um, hey, a man from India will call you. Go, right? I mean, I told, I've told you that dream. I've talked about that a lot, right? I mean, how do you explain that? That's revelation. How, how do you explain that in a matter of, of a four-year period, I end up standing in front of 150,000 people in Hindu in, 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 of the Hindu religion 
um, and see them converted to Christianity, baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. I mean, how how does that happen other than revel? That's called revelation. That's actually me um, being granted through prayer what the Lord's heart and plan for my life is to use me to bring the power of the Holy Ghost to to a place where there, there is no power, there is no uh, supernatural. Okay, and so um, you know those those same ways of the supernatural um and and flowing in that level of prayer um if i'm you i'm not looking at this as an optional thing or maybe maybe i'll try it maybe i won't um uh, maybe i'll try the the uh, scriptural revelation thing i'll ask the lord about scripture i would i would say this to you that you should be reading the bible and asking the Lord and petitioning him to reveal the scripture to you, that it would become not just words on paper, but that principle would become real in your heart, that you know that in situations necessary, you can ask for food to be multiplied. You can ask for money to be multiplied, right? Um, and in the details of, hey, hey Dave, get up and go to 7-Eleven. Hey, Dave, get up and go to Walmart. I want you to talk to this guy. Hey, Dave, um, guess what? Money's going to fall out of heaven. Your bank account's going to double overnight, right? I mean, how, how, that is the world we are to live in, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to something that I've taught you guys uh, forever and a day, and that is Romans 8, 26 and 27. Um, there is no excuse for you not to be praying in the Holy Ghost, guys. Because the scripture says, um, so the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us with groanings, which so with supplication that we don't understand, right? And the Spirit pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings, Okay. The Holy Ghost is given to you to pray through you to accomplish what you could never accomplish by praying as a mere man. As a mere man, you do not have the ability to become supernatural. You do not have the ability to conform to Scripture. You have none. The greatest revelation you can walk away with in listening to my stuff is you need the Holy Ghost. And if you think you don't need the Holy Ghost, right, you got some resistance going on in your life, that's called demonic oppression. That's called, that's called stuff, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 uh, that, that uh, I will come to you if you, if you are um, functioning in a kingdom understanding that it is in word only, you got an issue is what Paul was saying. Because the kingdom is not in word only, but in power. Right? Okay. And so the first the first miracle, the gift of the first miracle is that you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and you lay down your old way of trying to attain and appear righteous according to Scripture, and you become a humble doing it the only way, which is the Father's way. Right? The Father says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You will dream dreams, have visions. You will pray in tongues and prophesy. That is the way of God. Okay? There is no other way. Okay? And so your degree of revelation is directly connected to your humbleness of heart that says, I need, I need the Holy Ghost to pray through me and accomplish revelation to me, through me, by me, everything okay you the hum the degree of humbleness in your heart that cries out through the holy ghost allows the holy ghost to cry out through you that desperation of the holy ghost he knows what you need he knows what the people around you need he knows um that the father's desire is to bring revelation into your life and so the degree of humility that you function in and submit to the way of the Spirit, because there is no other way, guys. There is no other way. You you can't like you can't have um, a scriptural understanding of Jesus and say, "Yeah, I believe in Jesus," yet refuse His Holy Spirit. 
Okay, that's that's blasphemy. Jesus himself said that's blasphemy. He says, you may talk all you want to and, and deny and degrade me, but if you refuse the Holy Ghost, there is no forgiveness to you. These are the words of Christ. So if you think you are going to accomplish um, a Christian walk without the Holy Ghost, then, then that's, that's, that's called self-righteousness. That's called self-defined religion, which is why the majority of the churches in America are absolutely dead. They present the gospel on what it's, it's um, can do, and they don't demonstrate the gospel in what it is. The kingdom of heaven is in power. Okay? You should write this on your mirror. You should write this for the for the next season of your life. You should have you should literally tattoo this scripture on your forehead. And I'm saying that tongue in cheek, it's a joke, guys. But it should be everywhere. The kingdom of heaven is in power. The kingdom is not in word only, but in power. And the only power you get is what is revealed to you guys. What is revealed to you? And what is revealed to you is only enhanced through the Holy Ghost praying through you, which requires a heart that says, not my will, Lord, but your will. That's the ultimate revelation of, of entering into Christ is Jesus wanted something. He did not want to go to that cross if he didn't have to. But it was the Father's will, right? He said, uh, please take this kid from me. He's in the garden sweating blood. And he says, take this cup from me. Please take this cup from me. Nevertheless, your, not my will, but your will be done, Father. Okay, and I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling everybody listening, that the way of the, of, of the kingdom is the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost that led Jesus to the cross so that the Holy Ghost could be released to the world. Without the cross, the Holy Ghost is not released to the world, guys. And the, the releasing of the Holy Ghost is a matter of you coming to the same revelation that you decide to get on your cross and say, not my will, Father, but your will. Not my way, but the way of the Spirit, right? Romans 8, verse 1 and 2. For there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life, has made me free from sin and death. You see, there's a lot of you out there right now trying to get free from sin and death, which includes condemnation, guilt, um, pain, powerlessness, being tormented at night, generational curses. You're trying to get free by applying scripture when you should be submitted to the way of the Holy Ghost. Because Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from sin and death. You should be wrapping 100% of your time around the Holy Ghost, guys. 100%. And letting the Holy Ghost point you to Scripture when the Holy Ghost wants to point you to Scripture. Because He will reveal to you what He wants to reveal to you. If you get anything out of what I said today, it is that revelation only comes through the Holy Ghost. Are you getting me? Revelation only comes through the Holy Ghost. You can't sit down without the Holy Ghost and read, read the Bible and think you're going to get there. Think you're going to accomplish something. It's actually opposite. It's actually a heart connected to what Jesus gave, which is the Holy Ghost. Okay? He didn't, he didn't say in, 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 in Luke 24, 49, he did not say, stay here, I'm going to give you my Bible. He said, stay here in the city. I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. Luke 24, 49. That's another one to tattoo on your, on your forearm, on, right on, on your mirror, right on, over every wall of your house, right? Stay in this city. I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will take you into the world. The Holy Ghost will equip you. The Holy Ghost will reveal to you the kingdom, will reveal to you what you need, a, a miracle abilities to multiply, miracle abilities to cast out devils, miracle abilities to overcome. Okay, you getting the picture? Okay, I'm being a little hot on this one because I've been to a lot of places recently, and there's this subtleness, subtlenessness. I mean, I hear people, I hear pastors, I hear guys saying, 
read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. And I'm sitting there going, how about the Holy Ghost? How about you, you lead them into the kingdom, which is the work of the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost, you got it, guys? Don't get me wrong. I've read my Bible thousands and thousands of hours. I And, and the only way I can teach the way I teach is because the, the Holy Ghost me and revealed things to Scripture. I didn't sit down with an intent to read my Bible first, making myself feel good. I submitted myself to the way of the Spirit. I prayed in tongues for hours a day and let the Holy Ghost through dreams and visions take me to John chapter 3, take me to Isaiah 28, take me to Revelation 19, take me, right? The Holy Ghost took me to reveal the real um, power of specific scriptures. He imparted them to me. That's the only way I can teach them. That's the only way I understood them is because of the Holy Ghost, Okay. Are you getting it? The Holy Ghost. He gave you the Holy Ghost. He gave you the Holy Ghost. And how many of our churches keep beating on people? Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, and never mention the Holy Ghost. It should be the opposite. Pray. Do what Jesus did when, when he came down that mountain. In, in Mark chapter 9, and there's people in need. There's there's people in demonized places. The boy is th literally throwing himself in the fire. Literally, and the father's begging the disciples for help. And Jesus looks at those disciples when they could not cast out the devil, and he's, he, he's groaning in the spirit, and he says, Have I not taught you the way of the spirit? Right? And and when Jesus is Jesus does it, Jesus heals the father's heart, delivers the father of a generational curse, and then he casts the demon out of the boy. The boy is healed, and the disciples are astonished. And 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 they they ask him privately later. They say, "How'd you do it? How'd you? He tried, but how did you do it?" And Jesus says, "This kind only comes out with prayer and fasting." And I just, I, the, the Holy Ghost, Jesus is, 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 is so wanting you to understand the way of the Spirit that you would lay down all the junk that you were taught, all these religious ways of memorization and, 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 you know, all these just religious powerless ways. And Jesus is saying, I've given you one thing. I've given you the Holy Ghost. I've given you the ability to pray. And if, if you if you so choose not to enter the way of the Spirit, so be it. But don't say that I did not give you the way. Okay? And Jesus wants you to know right now, guys, that he has given you the way. He has given you the way. And if you want the truth and the life, you've got to embrace the way. And so many of our dead, powerless churches that talk about them, but don't demonstrate it, don't demonstrate them, they have refused the way of the Spirit. Okay? The way of Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. The way of Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. You will, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't embrace the way, you will not be granted the truth or the life, okay? You are not supposed to be the tail. You are supposed to be the head. You are not supposed to be the one begging. You are supposed to be the lender. You are not supposed to be the one, a victim. You are supposed to be the victor. You are not supposed to be the one hunted and demonized. You are supposed to be the hunter. Not the hunted. You are to be the hunter of the demonic realm. You are to be the hunter. You are to be the one who knows and has been granted impartation by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, you know, again, I just encourage you to go back to, go back to the stuff I taught you about Isaiah 28. That when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he imparts to you. He literally downloads to you, right? When you cry as the baby cries, 
the father promises that the milk will flow when the, when the mom when the mom um hears the baby cry right that we we talked about this many times isaiah 28 when when the milk when the baby cries the mother doesn't choose to turn on the milk it's automatic and that's the promise of the father that when you pray in the holy ghost right this is this is isaiah 28 9 10 11 when you pray in the holy ghost he will release the milk out of heaven you will have impartation you will have dreams and visions you will be granted the supernatural power of the holy spirit amen so i just uh lord i just i pray for every person listening that that uh they would lay down their religious ways and simply pray that they would they would lay down um you know the self-condemning i have to read more i have to work harder i have to do more in the church i have to get to more uh you know more events i have to chase more pastors i have to um attend church three four five six nights a week to even feel holy lord i pray all of those uh, all of those condemning perspectives Lord, would be laid down right now and that the way of the holy ghost would be embraced lord i pray for the way of the holy ghost lord this amazing gift you've given us in the holy spirit lord i pray that it would be imparted to every person hearing right now for those who do not pray in tongues lord i pray that they would be activated with the gift of tongues and i pray lord that as you said i wish you all pray in tongues even more that you prophesy i pray for every gift of the spirit uh tongues interpretation of tongues discernment healing the working of miracles words of knowledge and especially prophecy lord i pray that every gift of the spirit would be released um lord and that the working of miracles the multiplication of money the multiplication of food the multiplication lord of the needs that every person that's listening here has and the needs around them have Lord, I pray, Lord, that as these people submit to the way of the Spirit, Lord, as they set their mind on the Spirit, Lord, and become mature in the Holy Ghost, instead of needing to be fed by somebody in a pulpit, Lord, that they would set their mind on the Holy Ghost and be fed by you, that the milk would come directly from you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would give them grace right now to pray every day in the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray for supernatural desperation of heart to pray in the Holy Ghost, that, that expectation would come, Lord, that as they pray in the Holy Ghost, Lord, that, that signs, miracles, um, and the supernatural power that Jesus promised would happen around them will happen. Lord, let every person right now that does not pray in tongues just begin to pray. Lord, that they would have a passion for prayer. And, and Lord, I pray that, that uh, fasting, that you would unction people right now to fast. Lord, to, to literally lay down sustenance of this earth uh, and replace it, Lord, with your sustenance, with your promise of spiritual food, with bread and wine from your table, with prophetic bread, and covenant wine lord i pray lord that you set the table for them lord that as they that as they drink the wine and embrace the holy ghost that visions and dreams the bread of life would come upon them in jesus name and lord i pray right now for every person um that does not pray in the holy spirit that does not pray in tongues lord i pray that you would activate them right now in the name of jesus shanano broba bandalo broba Bolete brea, bramene ne ito, brete leto, brate desto, brote. Come on, repeat after me, guys. Everybody who does not pray in tongues, I want you to repeat after me. We've had uh, amazing success um, here in Florida with a, just a bunch of new people getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. And it starts like this. Okay, you ready? Repeat after me. Bristo, Shandale, Lelite, Calato, Betne, Nanoka. Rokenebe, Damindede, Labasa, Lenebesi, Shoka Madaisa, Rete Madosto, Proka, Prete Catalabea, Brande Dudelebea, Bromenema Ate Sabita, Chandelera, 
Chandelera bate Nikita, Kota lavasate bete, Tombade, Shombade, Sonoto, Pondo, Brande. All right, now everybody's, everybody's, uh, everybody's language is different, but I want you to flow, okay? Whatever's coming out of your mouth, just let it flow. Shalabasote, Brealabasoto, Brababate, Brani, 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 Dedi Arabasotaba, Bonene Andal, Bremene Maldo, Brone Dada Dabasate Tele, Carito Balara, Berea Bala, Bremene Maldondo, Bremene Maldondo, Brende, 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 Brona Edela, Abrate, Aleta, Teresa Laba, Brona Mala. Brenitiola be endome edese brete, comondo brevi alabasonde. Ah, guys, pray that you pray like your life depends on it, like you expect revelation, like you expect the Lord to respond to you, to give you insight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that every person, Lord, would walk away with the impartation of the burning heart cry of Jesus Christ, that you would receive his gift which is the Holy Ghost, and, and he would lead you through life, the way, the way of Jesus, that he would lead you through life, seeing visions and dreaming dreams, and revelation would be upon every person. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, have a great week. Looking uh, forward to what the, the Lord's doing in your life. Keep, keep emailing me, getting a lot of good stuff, creating a lot of uh, new relationships. Um, you know, we're going to a lot of new places, uh, you know, this fall and going into January, February, um, we're even, uh, planning a trip to Slovakia, um, and heading back to India. Uh, we got, we got meetings all the way from Florida, California, New York, and all the way in between. Um, if you are interested, I, you know, reach out, email me and, uh, we'll get, we'll get something organized. Amen. All right. Have a great week and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.